Welcome to 20-something, a podcast where I, Cara, collect conversations with other 20-somethings. Join me each week as I chat to someone new about their hopes and dreams, worries and insecurities, and dig a little deeper into that wonderful and confusing chaos you feel as a 20-something. Hopefully I can remind you that there is no right or wrong thing to be doing in your 20s, so take the pressure off, just enjoy being 20-something, and enjoy the show. you'd like to introduce yourself what's your name where are you from and tell me a bit about yourself okay hi um my name's Alara I'm 23 today happy actually. birthday <laughs> it was so weird so I'm 23 I feel so old but um I can't believe we're having a birthday podcast the second oh, ever so podcast it's the birthday one I feel like I should be like sticking champagne but it's probably best that I'm not no um, we just sat inside a bit sweaty it's like 30 degrees outside <laughs> I know I'm very sticky I'm glad this is a podcast not like a visual things I look like an absolute gremlin but um yeah so I'm 23 I graduated last year I always struggle with about me sections so this will probably be painfully boring but um yeah fun employed not so fun employed just the unemployed part um oh I'm gonna start a master's degree next month so I suppose that's doing something with my life and yeah, that's about it. I met Cara on the fashion communication course um, graduated last year. So that's a bit about me, I suppose. Yay, thank you. Yeah, we uh, we were on the same year, but then I had, had a bit of a break and took some time out and then rejoined in the year below. So we had a small time together on the course and oh, then you left, you left Newcastle. So we've not seen each other for a while now. I know, well, too long. Especially because of the pandemic <laughs> that we're currently in. That's uh, making it harder, but I'm sure we'll see each other soon. Fingers crossed. So thank you so much for being a part of the show. I'm so pleased. Um, I've been dying to get you on it. So if you tuned in last week, um, the premises of this is I have a series of questions that hopefully dig a bit deeper into your experience as a 20-year-old. Uh, not a 20-year-old, as a 20-something. <laughs> I wish I was 20. <laughs> I wish I was 22. I've got five years worth of regret already. <laughs> but instead of picking a number, because I think that's not as smooth, I've got a number generator. Wow, so fancy. So it's like a game show. Fancy. So we're going to do numbers between 1 and 61 again. And uh, let's hope we get some good ones. So are you ready? I'm going to generate one. Okay, here we go. We've got number 16. Ooh. We've got a deep button to start off with. Oh, here we go. <laughs> what is your biggest regret? Oh, biggest regret. Um, <laughs> that's a really difficult one because I feel like I'm one of these people that regrets things really easily. Like, I'll have something for dinner and the next day I think, oh, for God's sake, I wish I had this instead. <laughs> and that'll be like a full-on regret. So um, I think my biggest regret would be, it's quite a general one, I suppose, but like not living in the present. I think I'm the type of person that kind of struggles with constantly either looking back or forward. And like I sometimes look back and I'm like, oh, I should have just appreciated where I was in that time. Yeah. Especially, I think uni was a bit of an eye-opener for me, especially now since I've graduated. When I was in my final year, I think everyone experiences this anyway, but you go through this stage where you're so stressed and, you know, you miss home and, you know, you're just living, living away from home and things are different. And even though I loved it, I think at the time I was a bit like, oh, like, I just want to move back home and, like, you know, I miss how life was when it was so much, like, more carefree and simple and have, like, uni stress or deadlines and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
and I miss like having like money and not just having like a student loan that had nothing left after paying rent and stuff. And then I finished uni, I graduated, moved back home, and was like, like oh, wow. <laughs> like wow, I really did not expect this. Like I really like, and I look back at that time and think, for God's sake, I could like just slap myself and just say to myself like. For God's sake, just appreciate that you're living with your friends and you get to see your friends all the time. Yeah. You're on a course that you like, even though it's stressful at times, like you enjoy it and you enjoy being creative and having the chance to actually be creative. So I'd say constantly like wanting something that I can't have, sort of like, you know, looking... Yeah. Do you think that's now like, what's your life been like since you graduated? Because it sounds like you're you're quite missing university. Because oh my God, people... I'm missing university like crazy. Um for me personally, life after uni has been really shit. <laughs> like, it sounds really dramatic. <laughs> I think it's because I wasn't prepared for it at all. Like, when you go to uni, you know that there's going to be deadline stress and you know that you might not fit in with people, you know that you might not get along with your roommates and stuff like that. All that, thing, all that stuff you're kind of prepared for. Whereas when I was moving back, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been missing my family. I didn't get to see them very often. That would be nice. You know, I, I miss my mum cooking for me. All these little things. And then I moved back and I was like, oh, actually... All not that having freedom, your own, yeah, yeah it's gone. not having your own independence and space and stuff isn't the same. And yeah. you know, you soon obviously it's really nice to see your family again, but you soon start to kind of like clash a little bit because you're not used to yeah. living with them. I was and, reading this article that was saying like, when you come back from university, you're like a brand new person, and you're having to teach your parents, and they're trying to understand that you know how to be independent now. So you come home and you have to fit back into that mold of being a child again like you're dependent you're reliant on them you're also the power structure changes when you're at uni you answer to you and you come back home and it's you're suddenly going like mom what's for tea or you're being woken up at a certain time because you've slept in too long and i know that's actually exactly it and i think the thing is as well for, well for me especially when i moved to uni i really did like i really did i enjoyed being by my, like living on my own and living independently and obviously when i came back obviously my I've, I came back and I was 20, 21, 22. So obviously my parents weren't going to tell me no for things. You know what I mean? I wasn't a child, but yeah. it was difficult trying to find the in-between where you didn't constantly have to feel like you were asking to do things. Like even little things. I remember saying to my mum, like, I never know when I go in the kitchen, do I have to ask for f- if I'm allowed food? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm not the one buying it like when I was at uni, but then it's not mine, but then it's the family's. And it just, it was just throwing me off yeah, a little bit. It's weird. And you don't want to offend them and upset them because you don't want them to think you're like coming back into their space and because I think we're both grateful to be at home like we don't have to pay rent and oh no completely like I'm so glad that I did obviously have somewhere to move back to because I think if I didn't I'd be completely fucked but (laughs) I think it's difficult as well because when you go to uni you do your personality does change and who you are does change and when you aren't constantly surrounded by people that are at home when you move back it's kind of like a a mild kind of case of like identity crisis because it's kind of like yeah. oh do I have to try and be who I was before I was at uni like when I was at home like there was almost like two versions of me and I was like well who am I now because yeah you know, when, uh, obviously I know everyone changes when they're around certain people but I was like oh like I miss being all like carefree and you know doing what yeah. I wanted at uni <laughs> so it is a difficult one but it is what it is I suppose I suppose I'm just grateful that I've got a bed to sleep in and food on the table and stuff like Especially now during the pandemic, like yeah, I'm so grateful that I managed to stay with my family. Whereabouts do you you live? Like near London, don't you? I live in Hertfordshire in Letchworth, so it's about I don't know how many miles, but it's not too far from London. Like it's quite a quick train journey in. Mm. So I suppose that's nice. You've got like the kind of like the best of both. 
but I do think I'm definitely more of like a city person. Like I live in quite a small town. Yeah. And there isn't really much to do at all. Yeah, same. <laughs> the town I'm from, like we only have one bar, and it's a rev- vodka revs, and mm. everybody goes there. And like we're just too old for it now. And exactly. there's just nowhere else to go. No, that's exactly how I feel. It's a bit like feeling trapped. And then people that aren't from where I live say, like, oh, but at least you're so close to London. But then I don't think they realise how expensive it is to get into London and yeah. do things in London. So it's not really like a... It's, it is still like a once-in-a-while thing, even though I live so close. Yeah. I'm so, so jealous you live... Like, where I live, there's, like... We've got a couple of cities around us, but there's just no culture. There's nothing, like, mm. Leicester, where I'm from. Like, there's just nothing there like they're just yeah. it's it, when people are like oh tell me about where you're from I'm like there's nothing for me to say like they dug up what was it king richard the third or something they found his remains so like the the city absolutely <laughs> latched onto that like we're this cultural historical town like we're not <laughs> like, oh my god we're not <laughs> i didn't even know that though so at least i learned something well, yeah, today yeah i mean come up come visit it's so don't come up <laughs> People only come to, like, Loughborough if they've taken, like, the wrong turn off the M1. Oh, God, no. I feel like where I live, people don't even know it exists. Like, that's how... It has the first roundabout in the UK. That's probably the only fun fact. <laughs> right. Moving on. Next question. Know, bloody <laughs> trivia of our hometown. <laughs> right. Question 53. Ooh, I don't know if this applies to you. We'll soon find out. <laughs> If you were able to say one thing to your ex, oh, actually, I forgot to say the rules at the start. You can flip one question to me if you don't know how to answer it or you want to find out the answer. So I don't know if, I mean, I don't oh. want you to flip this one. Oh, but... this is tempting now. Okay. If you were able to say one thing to your ex, what would you say and what would you want them to say? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to flip that one over because my most recent ex was like when I had it secondary school <laughs> yeah. so um I don't think <laughs> I want my hoodie back <laughs> I don't think I ever want to say anything to him I don't even know where where he is or what he's doing so so yeah I'll, I'll leave that one up to you Cara oh um to my ex <laughs> we ended on like really bad terms so I think I'd just say I'm sorry and no hard feelings oh my god oh, I'm, I'm wholesome it's so awkward i really okay i think we should skip that one yeah that's, yeah, just, that's just really bad that. <laughs> didn't happen okay right we are going to do another one so this is question 19 what scares you the most i'm throwing some deep ones at you today oh no as a 20 year old like you're 23 today what scares you the most what scares me? i think what scares me the most is like staying at the like, place i am like both literally and kind of like in general as well like I think I'd be scared of just living like a really boring unfulfilling life that sounds that sounds really deep but like I think that's good though I think for the past year obviously I came back from uni and stuff and I haven't really had much going on and it's been such a weird year because I think obviously I'm, I'm grateful that nothing really bad's happened obviously but I think sometimes when bad things happen and good things happen it kind of balances itself out and you learn from bad things and you appreciate good things. But for me, it's almost seemed like absolutely nothing's happened at all. Mm. And it's just been really weird and boring and stagnant and stuff. And I thought, oh, God, like, I literally do not want another year like this year, like, where it's just nothing. Um, so I think that would be my biggest fear, just keep, like, keep living, like, a really mundane, yeah. mundane life. 
and not achieving things or experiencing things, I guess. That's a good answer. I like that one. I don't know what scares me the most. Drowning. Drowning scares the absolute shit out of me. I'm not really scared of many... Like, you know when people say, oh, I'm scared of spiders, or I'm scared of this, like... I'm scared of like deep things. I'm never like I'm like a spider in my room. Oh yeah, it can just stay there for a new few days. Like, yeah, but living an unfulfilled life. Hell oh no. god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I'm so sorry. These questions are so deep. We love some introspection. We love introspection on twenty something. That's what we're all about. So here's an introspective question: Do you love yourself? And if not. How could you find a way to love yourself? Oh, this one is really deep. <laughs> um, to be completely honest, I'd have to say no, which is, I know it sounds really oh, sad. No. Um, it's your birthday, you can't say stuff like that. Oh, I know. And that sounds really depressing, that was my birthday as well. If it was any other day, it'd be It'd sad, be fine. My <laughs> Literally, today's all about you. <laughs> but I think basically what it is, is like I've never been a really confident person in terms of some things. Um... And I think just having, I keep relaying this whole year where I've had a basic year off, but I think when you spend too much time alone and too much time in your own thoughts, like nothing ever good is going to come come of that. Yeah. And I think that's what the past year has taught me. Like, I've spent so much time, you know, like trying to focus on myself, but it's kind of like backfired because I think in life you obviously do need to spend time around others and like time doing things you enjoy. Whereas I kept putting things off like, oh, I'll do this when I feel like this, like, I'll do something I enjoy when I've achieved something. Yeah. Um, Because I think I'm definitely a very kind of, like, career-driven person. Yeah. And for me not to have, like, any form of career has been kind of like, oh, well, like, my self-worth's just kind of, like, plummeted. Um, That sounds very dramatic. Like, I don't mind myself. Like, I don't wake up every single morning and think, oh, fucking hell. I think there's a really horrible thing at the moment that's just, like, you have to love yourself. Like, if you don't love yourself, nobody else is going to love you. But I don't think that's fair because... I think you could give out a lot of love and care very deeply for other people and you might not completely love yourself. That's not a bad thing. You might not hate yourself, but you can just be kind of like impartial. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think as well, like I, I hate that saying where people are like, you can't love anyone until you love yourself. Because I think sometimes when people don't particularly love themselves, they understand the importance of it more yeah. because they know how much people want it and need it. So they go out of their way to show it more to other people or like you know in any way they can yeah so I think that's definitely the case um no it's a weird one I think I think obviously there's so much like self-love and self-positivity and I think sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming because obviously it's great that everyone seems like is saying they love themselves and stuff obviously I'm never gonna think anything bad of that but I think when you don't it kind of feels a bit like well why don't I love my insecurities why I love my imperfections like everyone else seems to but I think what kind of helps what I've seemed to notice what helps is like not necessarily preaching to yourself about self-love just like completely neutral like instead of saying like oh you know I don't like this but you know I look amazing you can just say to yourself like I don't actually look as shit as I think yeah or, or the, like, the fact you know, that it just doesn't even matter like I think women go through so much shit like dealing with this stuff do you follow Florence Given she's yes I love her. oh my gosh she's so good I ordered her book I think she quotes um this other author called Naomi Wolf I think she writes the beauty myth I think it's in her book or it's in somewhere else but this this person writes that men look at themselves and women look at themselves being looked at 
Mm, so everything we do is just what do I look like doing this like to other people like even going to like the, sh- the supermarket I'm like when I'm like bending no, down to I'm pick up saying. an apple I'm like do I look cute like but it's so stupid like I know I actually hate how much of my brain is taken up by wondering we look how like. much I look yeah it's, and it's so you know what? time consuming I don't think obviously I can't say for sure because I'm a woman and but I, I would assume that for the majority of men obviously not all of them a lot of them don't probably spend as much time, if any time at all, constantly thinking, like, what do I look like? Or how can I look better? Or, yeah. you know, just constantly thoughts about appearance all the time. It's really tiring. It and is it's so like, you know draining. What? Imagine the potential we w- like that we'd reach. The things we do, if we stop... And I put, the way I take this into account, if we both had... If I worked at a job with a, a man, and I had to roll out of bed and get to work, and I looked so dishevelled... And, like, all I could do was, like, brush my hair and, like, get there. I'd look like shit, mm. and that would look really unprofessional. But if a man did it, he could, first of all, get ready very quickly because the society's beauty standards don't tell him that he needs to do 100 things in the morning to look remotely presentable. But also, if he got there looking dishevelled, everyone would be like, wow, amazing. Like, you work so hard. Like, the standards yeah, against no, both of us are, like, it just it annoys me. A little bit. No, I'm completely the same. And actually thinking about the original question of, like, do I love myself? It's funny that as soon as you asked that question, my thoughts immediately went to, do I love myself? Do I love the way I look? Yeah. I've never actually oh, thought, God, like... Yeah. yeah, like, that was the first thing I got. And now I think about it, it's like, you know, why do I base so much of myself, like, do I love myself, on my appearance? Like, there's so many things I do love about myself. Yeah. Like, I like love the... our weight, we think about, like, my weight is not... The most interesting thing about me. No, exactly. Yeah, I let it live in my head, like take up so much space in my head for what? You know, if I focus on other things, mm. then maybe I probably would love myself more. But I think it's a difficult one. I think as well at this sort of time of our lives, we do start to think about it a bit more. Which is also, I wasn't prepared for that either because when I started secondary school, obviously in films and just like pop culture, you see, like, obviously teenagers going through a hard time with their body or, like, adjusting to changes and stuff. Mm. So then I thought when I was entering my 20s, I just kind of assumed that everything would go away. I'm like, oh, no, I'm an adult now. Like, mm. that's, that's fine, done. Like, over. But it's no, not. it's only just begun. If anything, it's even harder because of social media. Like, and everyone's oh, kind of shoving down your throats how you should look or how you should not look and how you should be rejecting society's beauty standards. You should grow out your body hair. No, you should keep it. And it's just like, and I know the message is do what you want to do, but even Mm. doing what you want to do sounds really forced. And it's so hard to just naturally be yourself, be happy, like pursue the things in life that you want to do because you want to... I, I have no idea what I want to do. Like, am I doing these things to make my parents proud, my boyfriend proud, like, what genuinely, I always think, like, if you pick me up and put me somewhere else where nobody knew me and looks didn't matter, like, what would make me happy? What would I want to achieve? Yeah, that's actually crazy to think, because like, obviously we're shaped by so many other things, like external things, and it's crazy to think, like, how different would I be if certain circumstances were different? Mm. And, like, yeah. I get we come from, like, quite privileged backgrounds we can sit here and discuss it like oh what what would be if this was that like we are quite lucky to be the way we are but I think as women in particular like we have to go through it we go through so many different things but especially the way we look like is so important and it's just we have no say in that we've just been told since the dawn of time that like the way we look 
is important or yeah. it's not important but either way it's something to be talked about exactly mm. i know i've gone for ages about this but no it is, it is a strange one to sort of ask yourself do you love yourself but i don't know i guess like i don't hate myself but i wouldn't i wouldn't like say i love myself what could you do to like change that improve that um well what i've been trying to do is focus more on doing things that do make me feel good because they make me feel good not because I think they should if that makes sense or doing things that I can focus on improving that aren't to do with my appearance or my body or anything like that so basically I think I'm quite a creative person I would say and I think whenever I stop being creative or stop working on something or stop you know like learning it's then that I start feeling more insecure and more like just weird about myself so I think when I focus on doing things that take the attention away from myself that makes me feel better because I feel like I'm achieving things but they aren't just like appearance based hey it's just me like what you hear so far make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you never miss a show and follow us on Instagram at 20 something underscore the podcast for regular updates thank you so much for the support now back to the episode when was the last time you think you disappointed someone oh that's a difficult one because I mean I disappoint myself all the time but someone else um I don't um um oh actually I don't know if you're talking about myself I mean I disappoint myself just obviously I think finding a job out of uni has been really difficult obviously because I haven't got one yet still um and obviously with the pandemic and stuff on top I think it was just a constant stream of like applications rejections applications rejections so that was really difficult but I think in terms of other people I would like to think I sound probably sound really big-headed I would like to think I don't disappoint people too often I hope but I do think I can often sometimes disappoint people I can be quite flaky I don't think you're um, flaky though I think you're just protecting like your personal space like your yeah. mental space and no, that's true like I like I, ha- I try not to do it so often, obviously, but I do. I think if I really thought about, it, I probably would disappoint people by like cancelling. I always try not to cancel last minute and stuff and not be a complete dick. But you know, it must be frustrating for them. So I think that's probably if I ever dis- disappoint someone. See, that's a great thing about you. You hardly ever disappoint people. <laughs> well, I hope so. You can put that on your LinkedIn. I'll endorse <laughs> you for it. <laughs> Please hire me. I hardly ever disappoint anyone. I'm not a disappointment. I am to myself, just not to other people. (laughs) (laughs) What would you like to have achieved by the time you're 30? Oh, by the time I'm 30, what would I like to achieve? So that's what, seven years from now? God, that's scary. That's a long time, though. That, like, yeah, by the time is. you're 30, you'll be like, Jesus Christ, like, 23 seems ages ago. Then sometimes when I think about it, 30 actually isn't that old. We're made to think 30 is that old and that your life's sort of over, like, from the age of 30 not, to 40. Yeah. But it's actually not. I was thinking about this the other day, but what would I want to achieve? Um, I would quite like to have some sort of, like, career established in some way mm-hmm. whether that's even if it was just like moving around a few jobs until I found something that I liked it wouldn't necessarily have to be like working my way up to the top um what kind of career path are you like 
Um, I want to do something creative, like maybe like something in like graphic design, mm-hmm. I think, or like creative direction or art direction or something like that. Something where I can be creative every day, I think. I'd quite like to have my own place, some like somewhere or somehow, just have my own space somewhere. Wouldn't just we all? It is so... I keep looking like at my empty savings account and then I keep looking on Rightmove. Oh, at the don't. flats that I want to move into, and I'm thinking something's missing here. I know. <laughs> I think back to all the times where I was like living with my friends at uni and stuff, and I thought, oh, for God's sake, like, why did that seem so different to living with family? Like, I was still living with the same amount of people. But, um, no, definitely have my own little space. Like, I'm really interested in, like, sort of like interior design and stuff at the moment. So, I'd love to have my own little space where I can decorate it mm. however I wanted. That'd be nice. And maybe. It sounds like complete, if anyone knows me, it sounds like a complete plot twist. But maybe be in a relationship. And that isn't really like an achievement, but like by the time I'm 30, I probably would like to like be with someone, hopefully. That's so nice. <laughs> so, that's really sweet coming from that me. That's so lovely. <laughs> Actually, maybe I'd switch out the relationship one for like traveling the world. Maybe that might be Yeah, a that's more, a good one. <laughs> that's more me, I think. But Maybe you could travel the world and then meet someone. Oh, like yeah. in New Zealand or something. Mm, okay, yes, maybe please. we can speak that into existence. I like that plan. Yeah, I'll come do that you. before I'm 30. Damn. I want to go travelling again. I think I feel quite lucky that we don't have, like, mortgages yet. Oh, like, yeah. I would love to live in my own place, but then I'd also love to spend, not be tied down to anything, and then just be able to say, you know what? The next six months of income, I'm going to take half of it and I'm going to go to New Zealand, to Australia, just see the world. No, definitely. I'd much rather do that. I'd much rather, like, hop around from place to place and Mm. see things rather than just be able to say, like, oh, I've got my own place. Yeah, because I I don't want to, like, get my own place and then just be sat there not doing anything because I've spent all my money on my own place. And then, like, not have anything to talk about because I can't afford to go anywhere. (laughs) Oh, exactly. (laughs) Maybe I just need a very well-paying job or just a rich husband or something. (laughs) I mean, I'd take both of those (laughs) if they're going. I'd be like, yeah, We're not fuzzy. I'll have all of it. Well-paying job, rich husband, travel the world, house. dream. (laughs) The actual dream. Yes, please. I can't wait to flash forward ten years' time and see what what the reality is. Oh my god, I hope it's something at least close to that. Right, we're going to do one last question. Oh my god, it's gone so quickly. I know, I know, right? And then I'll finish with the final question. How does that sound? Okay, sounds good. Okay, so... Do you forgive and forget? Or forgive and always remember? Or do you just never forgive? Um, forgive and forget. I'm one of these people that's like, what? Well, it depends on how bad it is. If it's like really bad, then I'd like to think that I'd forgive but not really forget. Mm. But I think in general, I'm definitely more of a forgive and forget person. Like, I don't really hold grudges and stuff just because I can't be asked. I was just about to say that like, I can't be asked. And also, the way we visualize how badly something went, we might be kind of inflating our role in that story if exactly. that makes sense it could really have not been that deep and it really I mean it doesn't matter like the world keeps spinning and like, obviously it does depend on like the, the intensity of the issue that was mm. happening in the first place but it's kind of just it weighs you down holding on to negative emotions exactly. and feelings no I'm a big believer in just forget about it you know if it's something really really bad then I think 
I think taking things out on another person, whether they deserve it or not, is only going to be worse for you in the long yeah, run. Yeah, like, you're holding on to that kind of, like, pain. Like, if you try your best to let it go, I say that, but, like, there are people that... <laughs> You know, when you're at school and, like, you just have issues with other people. Like, mm. I've still not got over those. <laughs> but. That's sad. Yeah, I know. I think I think oh. it's because I'm still. You know when you feel like you're at that transitional period in your life when you're kind of leaving that. I'm not at school anymore. Like, I might be back in my hometown, but, like, I'm a totally different person to what I was at school, even though I wasn't that person that people thought I was anyway. Yeah. Like, I am a good person. Like, and the clashes I did have with people were just totally blown out of proportion because a everybody loves drama b we grew up in like the peak of social media Mm -hmm. and then girls as well we just get it so bad like we're just the vendettas against each other it's just so so i wish everyone the best there are some people i never want to speak to ever again but yeah forgive forget exactly yeah i'm just on my own vibe i hate that word on my own in my own lane that's doing your own thing doing your own doing you doing your own thing girl (laughs) what do you want the rest of your 20s to look like um and have you had any advice for anyone entering their 20s knowing what you know now okay this is a this is a tough one i would just like to feel happy not that I haven't been feeling happy, but I just like to feel a bit more calm and, like, sort of accept the stage that I'm in at the moment. Yeah. Because like, I feel, feel like, it all and then, like... Yeah, like, I feel like when I first finished uni, I first entered my 20s and stuff, I was, like, I started bigging it up. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have this massive career by the time I'm 23 and I'm going to do this by the time I'm 25 and stuff. And I think now I'm at a point where I'm just like, you know what? Just let things happen and enjoy them when things do happen. Trust the process. Um, yeah, just trust the po- process. Enjoy the present moment and not constantly wish for things in the future or look back at the past and think how good things were. I think it's easy to look back on things and think, oh, things were great, when actually they weren't that great. Mm. Um, like I think it's easy to be nostalgic and think, oh, like I want the future to be better and I want the past to be, you know, I want things to be how they were back, back in the day. Um, and it's hard to sort of like accept where you are now but um, no I'd like to be like just a bit more happy a bit more self-accepting I think as well I can be quite hard on myself like I'm a very much a perfectionist so I'd like to just like sort of let myself chill out and let myself just like be and let myself just do things rather than hyping things up too much um, and also I don't know I'd, I'd quite like to feel more secure in like sort of where I am and what I'm doing like, yeah. I'd like to have some sort of job and some sort of like wouldn't we all <laughs> some sort of something is that please. the kind of advice you'd give to other people entering their 20s then to just um to anyone entering their 20s I think to not expect too much yeah um, don't expect it to be dazzling and yeah I think as well like you sort of finish education and all through education you're sort of prepared for the next step you know there's a next step coming and you know what it is well most people go to you know you go from primary school to secondary school and then you go to uni and, you know, everything's kind of like all that sort of laid out for you. And in each of them stages, you're sort of prepared for what's going to happen. Like, you know, I remember being in primary school and people telling me, like, oh, like, obviously secondary school's bigger. You might not make as many friends. You know, it might be more difficult and stuff. So I was prepared for that, but I loved school. Um, 
and then I think obviously I finished uni and I was like oh great I'm an adult now so everything's gonna be mint like I'm gonna have so many friends and I'm gonna go out all the time and live my best <laughs> life and I'm gonna, have, <laughs> gonna have a really cool job and I thought my life was gonna be like sex in the sea like, just living, <laughs> living the life but um no yeah, it didn't it's quite match up so my advice would be just like not expect too much but also don't be on don't be so hard on yourself for not being where you thought you should be or where other people are yeah. because one thing I've learned about being in my 20s is that once you get in your 20s, it's kind of like everyone's starting. Yeah, you just kind of like let off out into the world doing your own thing. And everyone's at completely different stages doing completely different things. It's hard to like measure yourself against those people. Yeah, it's just doing it against yourself, isn't it? And I'd also say as well, to make sure you're doing things for you, I think it can be hard to sort of feel... Like not notice that you're being pressured by people when you actually are yeah or pressured by external things like make sure when you're doing something you're doing it because it's either going to help you or that you're genuinely enjoying it not for things like not because it might look cool on social media or yeah, not because that. your friend that you've known for years enjoys that or not because you used to enjoy doing that or not because your parents think it'd be good for you like just do things because it's what you want to do yeah and I think that's quite a hard thing when you're in your 20s like it's hard it's like you feel like you're a different person but you can't quite figure out what it is, who that person yeah. is and what they what they're about so I think just sort of like taking time for yourself yeah. to figure who you are well I love that thank <laughs> you so much that's really good advice I think I'll take that in as well I think I needed to hear that today I think I needed to hear that yeah it was kind of <laughs> I was like, like the most restorative <laughs> conversation <laughs> Well, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Well, thank you for joining me this week on 20-something. I hope you love listening to Alara just as much as I did. If you found value in this show, we'd be so grateful for a rating on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at 20-something underscore the podcast and be sure to tune in next week for the next episode of 20-something. Bye.